Hey, Seattle hockey fans, it is a Seattle Kraken game day. The Seattle Kraken will host the Tampa Bay Lightning at Climate Pledge Arena. We're celebrating Mark Giordano's 1,000th career game. Officially, he already tallied that game, but the Kraken are coming home, so they're celebrating it. And wouldn't you know, the big news on Gio's big day is he's a healthy scratch. All that and more coming up on Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to this edition of Locked On Kraken, as always. Thank you for making us your first listen or one of your listens of the day. I was away for a little bit um, with a non-COVID, non-Kraken related illness. <laughs> no, it's just a little fatigued traveling and some other stuff. But I'm back in Tulsa, at least for a little bit before I hit the road again. Uh, but we got some Seattle Kraken stuff to talk about. We're definitely going to talk about Geo. It's a game day! So we're going to talk about what to expect as uh, we play Tampa. Maddie Beneers and Michigan doing big things. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And I'm going to give you the briefest of brief, the briefest of brief recaps from Saturday's overtime shootout win against Montreal. Ooh, it's going to be super brief. And um, I'm going to let Jared McCann take that one. But the big news Trade deadline's coming up. I've been talking about it. I believe Locked On Network put something out regarding the trade deadline. We knew it was Geo, right? We knew it was Geo. It's just, it's like so on brand for the Seattle Kraken to like plan this big celebration. Um, I'm going to show you the graphic now. They've got these graphics for Geo. I mean, it's just like, What? is happening you know they've got all these special graphics for geo they're doing it big his thousandth career game they even put out this video let's check out this video that's up on social media even though mark giordano will be a scratch today per dave haxtell hey geo this is yanni um congratulations on 1000 game uh quite an accomplishment uh it's been phenomenal playing with you Hey G, you saw a legend. Just wanted to say congrats on a thousand games. It's been a treat having you in the locker room and on the ice. Good luck uh, on this one and many more. Hey G, congrats on a thousand NHL games to you and your family. The leadership you've brought in the locker room and in the community your whole career has been inspiring. We'll see you in the steamer. Gio, congratulations on a thousand games. Uh, what an accomplishment. Uh, it's been an honor to be part of this uh, journey for a little bit for a couple games and I don't know how you did it and how you got to a thousand games but it's uh, incredible and uh, many more to come. Congrats on your thousand game. Uh, it's been it's been a pleasure being on your side this year. Congrats on a thousand. It's been a pleasure playing with you and learning along your side. Your hard work and dedication on and off the ice is something that all of us can look up to. Celebrate with a cold one. 
So that's the tribute video, folks, to Mark Giordano, who will be um, honored today. It's um, This is coming from the team. Uh, it's going to be a congratulations of the captain, Mark Giordano, on an extraordinary achievement of 1,000 NHL games. A ceremony honoring Gio's commitment to the best game in the world will begin at 7 p.m. tonight prior to the game. Mark Giordano. My, oh, my. So uh, there you go. We've got Gio's 100th. He's a healthy scratch. Um, he's also attached to a lot of different trade rumors with Toronto, obviously with Calgary. We talked about that amazing article that former guest of the show, Haley Salvian, co-wrote over at The Athletic. I'll leave that link for you. But saying maybe there's some unfinished business there, I don't know. I think it's tough. The Seattle Kraken obviously haven't had a great season. Um I don't really know what the what the asking price is for Mark Giordano these days, but I guess we'll find out. It seems like a foregone conclusion. Here's Dave Haxtell talking today about Geo sitting. Um, just first off, checking on just personal matters. Um, any changes here as far as uh, the group and uh, also? I think we start tonight. There'll be changes uh, with, uh, with Geo out of the lineup. Uh, um, Obviously, Wenny, Donskoy, uh, those guys are still uh, out, as well as Kuhlman. Was gonna play. He was out there this morning. Yeah, he wasn't out there this morning. Trade deadline coming up. You know, it's, it's obviously something that's present in everyone's minds. Ryan was just talking about it's you know, hard not to think about Gio out of the lineup tonight, too. And what's the key to kind of making sure everyone's staying focused when obviously a lot of that? No, there's, there's no easy way. I mean, that's real stuff. You're dealing with real life for... Uh, obviously for Gio, you know, it's a, it's a really important night for him and his family and the celebration that we're going to have before the game yet, you know, from, uh, you know, from the standpoint, the, the reality of the business side of the game, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, there's that conflict there. So uh, those are real life items. Um, you know, that's, you know, Gio and, and, you know, his celebration tonight being front and center, um, you know, that's, uh, you know, that really brings it to light. But, you know, we also have to understand that there uh, are a lot of people, uh, you know, in our in our room that are going through uh, similar uh, things, just, uh, you know, maybe not uh, quite as direct today. So there you go. Dave Haxtell obviously talking about how there's just a lot going on. Ryan Donato also spoke to... Um, Media, it was alluded to there, but he talked about it's something that obviously people are thinking about, trying not to let it weigh them down, but it is kind of at the top of the mind. And in some really weird way, the Seattle Kraken having this night so close to the trade deadline when we have known for a while that Gio was on the trading block, I feel like it just kind of elevate, elevates everything and makes it more heightened in some ways. I don't know. I think it's going to be an awkward night. It's going to be an awkward few days. Gio 
Has he suited up for his last game, the Seattle Kraken, uh, for the Seattle Kraken? They've only got one more game before the trade deadline, so it's probably looking like that if he's already a healthy scratch now. Again, keeping an eye on Toronto, Calgary, I think Carolina. I've seen a few things here and there, Florida. Um, so those are some contenders, some contenders for Gio, who's looking for a Stanley Cup. Couldn't get it done with us. Uh, or it's not, not looking that way. So coming up on Locked on Kraken, I promised you we're going to do like the quickest of quick um, recaps of the OT winner, OT shootout winner. Um, and then we'll get you some Maddie Beneers watch, some good things happening for Michigan. So like the vibe and the energy of college hockey is totally different. And um, my only regret is that when I'm doing women's professional hockey, I don't get to dive into college hockey that much. But Maddie Beneers is bringing me back in, uh, and I'm loving it. All right, that's coming up on Locked on Kraken. It's that time of year again as college basketball tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all sport, sports wagering information, all of your needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. And I want to tell you something as we get ready to get back into Locked on Kraken on Monday, March 21st at 3.30 Eastern Time. Tune in to Locked on Fantasy Hockey's live deadline reaction show to get all of the on-ice fantasy betting analysis you need from hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone with appearances from our roster of local experts. And um, so it's going to be exciting. There's going to be a bunch of live shows, people tapping in, to talk about the trade deadline, it's going to be a good time. Um, okay, here's everything you need to know about the Montreal overtime shootout win by the Seattle Kraken. The Kraken were in the third period with a lead. Technically, this isn't a stat, but Larson own goals, Philip Grubauer tied at three, going to overtime, nothing to it in overtime. We go to the shootout. Whoa, what a crazy, like, boring, not great shootout until Marcus Johansson gets it going. That's pretty much all you need to know. It's been a few days. You've probably gotten your update. But I did want to take you to the sights and sounds from the players themselves. And here's what Jared McCann had to say about the game. Yeah, there was a lot of energy in the building tonight, obviously. You know, uh, I think they were at full capacity. So uh, it was really good to see and. Uh, you know, especially back in Canada here, um, you know, we uh, we definitely you know drew some energy tonight and and felt like we uh, we kind of let one go in Ottawa there, but you know, I'd say we were able to get the win. Yeah, two great goalies, obviously. Um, you know, I played with Monty in uh, in Springfield and in uh, in Florida there for a bit. And I know what he's like, and he's a battler. So you know, he played really good tonight, and um, you know, same uh, same with Ruby. Shit happens. You know, that's hockey. You know, I'm sorry about my language, but um, you know, it's just. It's the way it goes. He tried to make a play, and everybody saw that. So we were there for him. You know, he's uh, he's done a lot of great things for us this year. So we just stuck with him, and um, you know, it's good to get the win for him. 
<laughs> I love that. I mean, shit happens. Um, it's not great. I love that he's just like, and the team is just like, listen, you know, shit happens. I think that's the right attitude for the team to have. As someone that analyzes Seattle cracking games, it's like, oh, really? Come on. Come on. They were so close. They were so close to getting a regulation win. I told you I wasn't going to be happy if they didn't get a win. So they did go into overtime with two teams that I think they should have been able to beat outright. That is a bit of a disappointment for me, but that's just how the cookie crumbles. So that's all we're going to. We're going to do there. All right. Let's talk about Maddie Beneers and the Michigan Wolverines. They were able to take care of business against Notre Dame. Now, the big conversation, I know I certainly was mentioning it, was that Notre Dame had four games on Michigan, the number two team in the country, going into this one and done. I don't really understand why it's a one and done when they had a series earlier on. Someone explained it to me, but I don't know. Um, but uh, so they get that going. They're going to the championship in the Big Ten. Um, Maddie Beneers is your Big Ten scoring champion. And also, Beneers and Power are all Big Ten first team. Beneers was a unanimous decision. And then you've got Luke Hughes um, was co-freshman of the year. Um, which is very cool. Owen Power is a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year. Portillo, who I thought had a great game against Notre Dame, is a finalist for Goaltender of the Year. I mean, this team is stacked. This is exactly why they wanted to come back together. Player of the Year finalist is, of course, Maddie Beneers. Maddie Beneers and Luke Hughes are among the Hobie Baker Memorial Award finalists that was announced on Wednesday, well, today, uh, the top 10 finalists. Um, so it's Beneers and Hughes that are the finalists. Now, the Hobie Baker Award is given annually to the top NCAA Division I men's ice hockey player in the nation. So kind of like the Patty Kaz on the women's side, uh, but the Hobie Baker. Hobie Baker, also the name of the arena at Princeton. Um, anyway, so the Hobie Baker Award. Scoring champion, all Big Ten, looking in position to win a Big Ten title, might be player of the year. Can he find his way to the Frozen Four? And get a natty championship. That's what he wants. That's why these guys came back at Michigan. A stacked Wolverines squad. I think it's going to be fun. I'm hoping to catch up with the men's tournament in the Frozen Four. The women's Frozen Four is coming up. Uh, you've got... Woo, it was Wisconsin and Northeastern went head-to-head. -head and... Um, it was Northeastern that prevailed to make it to the Frozen Four. They're going up against Yale, making the Frozen Four for the first time. The Ohio State also in there. And rounding out the women's Frozen Four is Minnesota Duluth. They get that win over Minnesota. So big time, big time for sure for hockey. I love it. I can't get enough. Not to mention, I haven't been talking about sled hockey a lot. My travel schedule has been a little bit wild and crazy, but I hope you've been watching and keeping up with Ann Kimmel, friend of the pod, 
And it was once again, for the fourth time consecutive, the USA sled hockey team takes gold at the Winter Paralympic Games. Congratulations, stick taps. Love to see it. There's also a great article out by Alex Az about how sled hockey is technically a co-ed sport, but they're not really utilizing that. And women have not made the national team. So something I definitely want to keep an eye on, but uh, check that out, all the show notes. Before we close out this segment on our prospect, Maddie Beneers, uh, let's hear from Maddie Beneers and a few of the other guys after a really thrilling win over Notre Dame, somewhat of a rivalry they've had this season. So we'll give you the Notre Dame postgame report coming up. The chorus all week, Michigan was 0-4 against Notre Dame this year. The Wolverines flipped the script on Saturday in the Big Ten semifinals, picking up a 2-1 win and advancing to the league championship game. Going down to them 0-4 throughout the you know the regular season uh, definitely gave us a little more spark to play against them. You know we really wanted to beat them and uh, we were able to get to win and you know it's redemption time and you know all whoever we play it's same mentality same game and you know we're gonna do everything we can to win Big Ten playoffs. Our coaches really prepped us well this week and everyone really bought into the identity you know playing hard and um, you know playing defense before offense and. Uh, I think that showed tonight. You get tired of everybody at, you know, the players too of saying, oh, you're 0-4, can you beat Notre Dame, and this and that and the everything, and, you know, we got to win the game. And uh, that's what I think I'm so happy for the team is they don't have to answer that anymore. They can beat Notre Dame, and they did in a big game. The title game is set for Saturday at 8 o'clock. The Wolverines will be gunning for their second Big Ten Tournament Championship. For MGO Blue TV, I'm Ed Kingerski. So there you go. Go blue. Congratulations. Maddie Beneers got that opening goal for Michigan and they get the two, one victory over Notre Dame. They're going to take on Minnesota. Oh yeah. It's going to be a good one. So uh, we'll keep you posted. That'll be on Saturday. Uh, so we got, uh, you know, another pretty big cracking weekend, but coming up, I'm going to take you over. To the stats and facts, everything you need to know for tonight's game. By the time this goes up, we'll be pretty close to puck drop. But uh, it'll be a good time. Uh, again, a celebration for Gio. He will be suited and booted up for that uh, in plain clothes because trade deadline. <sighs> Pain. Pain. That's coming up on Locked on Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Thanks again for joining me on Locked on Kraken. Does this guy not know I'm recording a podcast? <laughs> Thanks for joining me on Locked on Kraken. As promised, we're going to take you over to what you need to know ahead of tonight's game. It's going to be the Seattle Kraken hosting the Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay, Tampa Hello, I'm starting to sound Canadian. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Last time these two teams met, it was November 26th, right around Turkey Day. And it was uh, a big lightning strike for Tampa Bay. They got the 3-0 win. That was not so fun of a run there and a revenge game for Yanni Gord. But he did get his ice. Uh, he got his championship ring so congratulations over there 
Power play, I mean, do we really have to talk about it? We know that Seattle Kraken's not great on the power play. Tampa's top 20. Penalty kill, we're not great at that either. Tampa Bay, top 15. Uh, goals four. Tampa Bay scores at a 3.36 clip this season. That's seventh overall in the National Hockey League. We are at 2.57 for 30th out of 32 teams. And goals against, goals allowed, 2.83 goals per game allowed by Tampa Bay. That's 12th overall in the league. Whereas the Seattle Kraken, 3.59 goals. So Tampa can easily put that up on the Seattle Kraken. Um, uh, again, Geo, a top destination. You've got in the NHL standings, Colorado at the top. I got to see them lose to the Devils. That was kind of fun. Uh, but Florida, a potential suitor. Carolina, a temp potential suitor. Tampa Bay is right there in the mix. They're fourth. Haven't heard anything about Geo going to Tampa. But right behind them is Toronto. And I am hearing some things, uh, Toronto. Then you've got New York Rangers. I was at the Rangers game uh, yesterday. You've got Pittsburgh. And then right behind Pittsburgh is Calgary. So they've been doing all right. Uh, they were expected to do pretty good last season. And they actually are trying to get it done this season. Anyway, I digress. So it's Geo's day. It's bittersweet. Um, mostly bitter. I mean, it's going to be nice to, for him to be honored, but the business of it all is weighing heavy on the guys. There's no if, ands, or buts about that. I think the best thing that we can say is that it seems like Ron Francis has been very open with Gio about this. So although it kind of sucks and there's a waiting for the inevitable, I guess there's that. The timing absolutely sucks with the Seattle Kraken finishing that five-game road trip, finally able to get some points on the road in the last two going to overtime. I really think they should have had those wins, so I'm not really counting that as a victory. But, you know, I digress. With those two uh, points, though, that the Seattle Kraken picked up in overtime, they're at 18-37-6 and six going into this game against Tampa. And Tampa Bay Lightning sit at 38-15-6, not to mention two back-to-back -back titles and uh, the return of Tom Brady. Oh, wait, that's that other sport. Anyway, who knows? At this point, the guy might he might do a Michael Jordan. He's already done the Brett Favre. Now it's time to do a Michael Jordan. What what's going on? I don't know. I don't really whatever. We're moving on. Um so Tampa Bay, not Tom Brady, but Tampa Bay rolling into Climate Pledge Arena. Also, another thing, um per the guidelines in Seattle, uh, and Washington State, you will no longer be required to wear a mask when entering Climate Pledge Arena. And I will leave that link for you. If you're heading to a game, check it out. I hope to catch you at Climate Pledge Arena. It would be my first trip to the finished Climate Pledge Arena. Uh, hope to be out there next month. So as I always say, hold fast, stay true. We couldn't hold fast to our... Uh, OG captain, but we will get to honor him tonight. Like I said, bittersweet, but we stay true to the Seattle Kraken blue and eventually the Firebird red coming through next season. And tonight we say, let's go Kraken. I'll see you tomorrow, folks. Hey, Seattle hockey fans, Eric Lindsay Ayala here. And as we had discussed 
Kelly Yarncroke on the trade block. The news, we just got the news. Uh, the Seattle Kraken have acquired a 2022 second-round pick from Florida, a 2023 third-round pick, and a 24 seventh-round pick from the Calgary Flames in exchange for forward Kelly Yarncroke. This news just coming in before the puck drops on the game. We knew that Kelly Yarncroke was probably going to be on the move in the press release that just came through from the Seattle Kraken. Uh, General Manager Ron Francis says, quote, I want to thank Kelly for everything he did for the Seattle Kraken, and we wish him all the best in Calgary. Yarncroke 5'11", 186 pounds. He had 26 points with us for the Seattle Kraken, 12 goals, 14 assists. He is one of our Swedish, was one of our Swedish players, um, and was selected from Nashville. We've talked about Kelly Yarncroke with Ann Kimmel a bunch of times. So uh, he scored his 100th goal with us, um, and we wish him the best in Calgary or wherever else. He lands. So again, that's Kelly Yarncroke getting dealt to Calgary um, for three draft picks. We'll keep you updated on the trade deadline right here at Locked on Kraken.